It is time for another High Character Arena review. This time we are going up to North Andover to review Lala Ring, home of the Merrimack Warriors. Let's go. everybody and welcome to episode 43 of high character we have a very highly anticipated episode today for all the wrong reasons it is our arena review this time for lala rink home of the merrimack warriors my name is cameron and i am joined by my good buddy evan evan how you doing man i'm doing pretty good i'm excited to talk about my feelings on this wonderful arena i'm saying through gritted teeth because <laughs> I don't want to completely just, I mean, I feel like I've already kind of foreshadowed enough here. I'm not a fan. Place is a dump. Like, let's, let's be honest here. So I'm, I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to explain, you know, my reasons why, but yeah, if you're, if you're expecting, you know, something complimentary, you're, you're not in the right place. You should probably just click off the episode now. <laughs> don't actually do that because we want the views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we may have hinted at some point last year that um, I don't know if we said it directly, but that the arena review for Lala rink might be a little surprising to people in a good way. Um, anything that made it that way has since been removed this yeah. year after we, after we visited. So um, yeah, we got, we got some things to say about it for sure. As always, we are rating on five categories. Um, those categories are atmosphere slash fans, neighborhood slash access, concessions bang for your buck and extras and in the end we'll have a total score out of 40 we've done five arenas so far so go um, check out those podcast episodes or um, you can check our instagram we have the big the graphic with the scores for them to to compare it to this one but yeah i guess we'll i guess we'll just jump right into it so um kind of hard to find information about this building their wikipedia is not as big as some of the other ones but from what i could find it opened in 1972. Uh, it, it cost at the time $2 million to build, um, which is so far under what the, the arenas today are built with, even adjusting for inflation. The capacity for hockey is 2,549. It was named after J. Tom Lawler. He was a former coach of the team who actually won the 1978 Division II National Championship. And in 2010, they did a pretty big renovation on the place. They, they used to have wooden bleachers and they replaced all of those with seats that have backs on them. And they added a student section bleacher section at the end. Um, so those are, are somewhat new upgrades, but uh, yeah, other than that, couldn't find too much information on this place, but I mean, if you've been there, you realize there's not really that much going on. So kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, if it took you that long to put in actual seats into your arena, there, there's a problem. Like, that's, you know, that's the first that I'm hearing about that. That is kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. But, yeah, the overall, just kind of the vibe of the place is just very, very underwhelming. Like, again, I feel like we've said it before, and I think we said it during the, the recap for the series against Merrimack. Like, the place is just low quality. Like, it's just very small. It, high school vibes like you don't want that you when you move up from high school to college hockey you should see an upgrade in facilities and 
I simply just don't see that. Like you can look at high school hockey in like Minnesota and they're playing in like legitimate arenas. And then you're going to, you, how are you, how are you recruiting to Merrimack? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, Hey, this is where you're going to be, you know, playing out some of the best moments of your college career. You're like, this is the place. I don't know. It just, it doesn't sit right with me just with how small and, you know, I'm, I'm not really like a hater of small arenas, you know, like if they fill them up right. And if it's a really good atmosphere, you know, fair enough, you know, like I'm pretty sure the, the Arizona state stadium right now is absolutely rocking mm. and it's not the biggest of stadiums. You know, they have NHL games there, not through their own choice, but you get the idea, you know, there, there's definitely ways to make it work, but in my opinion, Merrimack does not make it work at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, you mentioned the wood bleachers. That that flies for me in a place like Gutterson Fieldhouse, a place mm-hmm. that actually has character and is uh, really old and kind of embraces that and upgrades the right way. But uh, it definitely didn't <laughs> wouldn't have worked for Lawler. I'm glad they do at least have the the seatbacks now. But uh, yeah, just a couple other notes on the place that don't necessarily fall into um, our categories. If you've ever been there, you'll you'll realize how cold it is when you walk through the doors to the rink. Um, we see every time UMass plays there, Coach Carvel wears a like a um, quarter zip sweater underneath yep. his um, his suit jacket. So that just tells you how cold it is right there. Um, Got to bundle up if you're going to a game. And at least before this year, we used to walk into that place and it had kind of that hockey stench, for for lack of a better term. wasn't as bad this time when we visited. So uh, hopefully that's figured out for good. But yeah, that's just a couple little aspects you'll notice right away when you walk in. Yeah, at least the place doesn't stink as bad as it used to. Like, it still stinks in the sense of the place is just a complete dump, but at least it doesn't smell as bad as it used to. So I'll give them props for that. But I feel like your arena not smelling bad is kind of the bare minimum. <laughs> you don't really want to give them props for that. You know, like, yeah. c- come on, you're, you're barely treading water here in my eyes for a review. So they're not <laughs> off to a very good start as far as we're concerned. No, and let's jump into our first category, and that is atmosphere slash fans. This is out of 10 points. Um, and I guess their atmosphere was pretty decent in my mind. The, their student section was rocking pretty good for, for what they had. It obviously isn't that big, the student section. Um, other than that, the casual fan, I guess you could say, um, didn't seem like they were making too much noise. There were a lot of UMass fans there, which is as to be expected. But um, at least in my opinion, I, I think – reflecting in my score is the fact that I think they might be pumping some extra noise in there. They might have the volume turned up a little bit when the band is going. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, right off the bat, I'm going to, I'm going to put a little disclaimer. I'm not going to reveal the score yet, but the points that I give for the score are purely for the fans and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Like I'm giving, if I could give the atmosphere a zero, then I give the fans their own score. I would. Um, The fans fair enough to the student section. You know, we, we kind of took a weird way in. So we had to cut across the student section area to try and get to our seats. And they were letting us hear it, you know, fair play to them. It's basically how I would have acted if I was in the student section at UMass, you know, like I remember there was one quick little side tangent one time that was like 2018. I think we were playing a game against Yale and I was always the first one in the student section. First guy into the building. I wait outside for hours on end to be the first guy in there. Cause I had a special seat and there was a Yale fan sitting in the student section, right in Cam's seat, like right next to me, where like where we would sit. And I let the kid have it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? You know, like get the frick out of the student section. You're a complete weirdo. Nobody wants you here. And the the Merrimack fans were doing basically the same thing to me when I was walking through their student section to get to our seats. Like 
they saw the triangle jersey they were flipping me off telling me to go f myself they were giving me the works and i loved it you know like it felt amazing knowing that i could just say scoreboard from last game and then they literally would flip me off and tell me to go f myself it was the greatest feeling of all time the (laughs) the the student section fans were giving it to me and i couldn't be happier about it that's what i want to see you know for for some people they might think that's too rowdy i love it you know i embrace it i relish it but other than that the, the stadium was not saying much, you know, like, again, like you said, seemed like there was a little bit of crowd noise being pumped, you know, just a lot of, a lot of music just being played a little bit too loud, really trying to inflate the, the noise factor. Like granted, I'm pretty sure the stadium itself is like a couple of square feet in an in area. Like the place mm-hmm. is so small, you know, any noise that's in there is going to get amplified because it's bouncing off walls that are two feet away from each other. But overall, I mean, the, the casual fans, like you said, weren't cheering. You know, it was a bunch of old people. Well, you know, not to knock the old people, you know, but if you're going to go to a hockey game, bring a little energy. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to if you're gonna be a fan, be a fan. So it's just the only thing that was carrying the score for me, in my opinion, was the student section because they made me feel like a piece of garbage in their own stadium, and I love that. So <laughs> that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, and what's nice uh, now for us UMass fans, if you find yourself in that situation, for most teams, you could point up to the ceiling and uh, look confused and be like, where's where's your banner at? Yeah. So always a good comeback that we'll have in our pocket forever now, which is nice. Of course. Um, student section was good. Just uh, they you see a lot of arenas have cool videos and graphics and lights flashing and stuff like that. Lights go out with spotlight on the rink and stuff. No, they didn't have any of that. No. Um, I kind of like seeing that at least before the game to add to the atmosphere. So um yeah, so based on everything we just said, Evan and I both ended up giving it a three out of ten for fans and atmosphere. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't see a world where you can really go any higher than that. You know, that's really what it was a pretty dead atmosphere overall. You know, just in terms of presentation and showmanship. You know, like it wasn't like the XL Center where they had these cool you know video graphics and things like that kind of going off. It was nothing crazy. And one last thing I wanted to mention before we move on because I don't really know what category this would fit into but I feel like we were going to end up touching upon it at some point because we noticed it throughout the game. The ceiling is so low Mm. in that arena. Like it literally messes with the flow of the game because whenever UMass tried to flick a puck out of their defensive zone or in the neutral zone to try and get some dump and chase going, it would literally hit off the roof of the building. And then they would have to blow the play dead at any given moment, you know, like Mm. that that's ridiculous. There's no way that you can get away with that and actually have your stadium be a hindrance to the other team's play style, you know, like that, that's not right. So they, I don't know if they have to make upgrades to try and make it, you know, just an, a better experience for the guys on the ice. Cause we're just talking about people, you know, cause we're off the ice, you know, we're giving our fan perspective, but mm-hmm. that has to be frustrating as from a player as well. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me that I just, uh, I took one point off of my extras category because of that. <laughs> so we we'll, we'll get to that section a little later, but yeah, atmosphere and fans three out of three for us. The next section is neighborhood slash access. This is also out of 10. Basically, uh, how easy it is to get to the arena, what there is around it, basically, basically everything you could do before the game or after the game kind of thing. Um, uh, for you, those of you who don't know, Lawler Rink is in North Andover, Massachusetts, um, about a half hour north of Boston. There's kind of a residential area. There's not really much around. Um, the arena is on campus but it is a private campus. So there's a gate. Um, you have to be going to the game if you want to be driving in. 
Um, didn't really notice much around. It was pretty easy drive to get to, but nothing really around the rink. I don't know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's a typical kind of suburban upper class campus. You know, there's really no way around it. Like I can name a couple of other campuses that are really similar, kind of like Providence, you know, just kind of, I wouldn't say in any sort of major city area, but I don't think it's as, I don't want to say remote because like, you know, obviously UMass has things to do around it, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it's kind of just not really in any major urban area. It's just kind of out there on the outskirts, um, which is fine. You know, I don't think that's a, it's a major detriment to its success as a stadium as a whole, but I, I wouldn't call it the greatest of areas. You know what I mean? Like you can't really walk anywhere outside of campus, like anywhere that you're going is you're, you're taking a car, you know, like you're literally right off of, you know, I think it's route 125. Like it's a pretty major, I'm not going to say a highway, but like, you know, a major arterial road, you know, like you're, 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 you're driving. There's, there's no other way around it. And it's, you know, relatively close to 495, you know, I think we took 93 to get up there and then we had to cut through like the center of like downtown Andover to get to there. Like, Again, it's not the worst, you know, I guess downtown Andover is close enough, but you're not knocking it out of the park, you know, like it's not, it's not a crazy cool area to go and explore and you're not, you're not planning a day around going to Merrimack, you're going to the Merrimack game and then you're finding something else to do outside, you know, it's simple as that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, You mentioned the little downtown area about 10 minutes or so away from campus um didn't hang around there but looks like there might be some little restaurants or something but again that's a, a bit of a drive away it's not like um Amherst is to Mullen Center where you could just walk um and then also included in this category uh the parking situation we were able to park for free didn't have to walk very far to get to the arena and we didn't even get there before the doors open so um should be an ample amount of spots to park in so that was pretty good, but considering all of those aspects, I ended up giving neighborhood slash access a 4.5 out of 10, and Evan gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, not, not to mention, just to add on to the things that you mentioned, just like, just like what we mentioned in the, uh, the series recap, there's also a Phantom Taco Bell, you know, about <laughs> 10 minutes away from the stadium. So if you ever feel like, you know, just going out into the middle of nowhere, thinking that you're going to get some lovely, you know, Mexican-Americanized fast food, then go out to Merrimack and drive 10 minutes away into the middle of the woods and maybe you'll find something and then realize that you have to drive 20 minutes in the other direction to get to where you wanted to go. Really, really confusing GPS system over there, but I guess you'll figure it out eventually kind of like how we did. Yeah. If you specifically want Taco Bell before or after a Merrimack game, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Speaking of Taco Bell, uh, food is our next category or plays into it at least it's concessions and that is ranked out of 10 and uh, if you haven't been to Lala rink before um, you'll notice you walk in the doors there's a concession stand and then another little pop-up table that sells alcohol um, and that's it for main concessions there's a there's a sweet area which maybe they maybe they have some food in there I'm not sure um, we haven't checked that out before but yes, for the general public, it's just one concession stand um, and one table with alcohol. And this was the category that Evan was uh, pretty excited to rank as of last year, but really went downhill this year. I'll let you explain. Yeah, man, they, they baited and switched me and just completely screwed me over. Like, I forget, 
when, I don't know if it was last year, the year before, well, it couldn't have been the year before that because that was COVID year. But I remember at some point in the last couple years, I went down to Merrimack with you for a game and it was a lovely time. Like concessions, like they had a fairly robust menu. I don't know if I want to use the, the word robust, but I'm pulling out the, the, the thesaurus for this one and completely stuttering over my words as I do it. But I remember specifically they had like a big tub of pretzel bites with like cheese sauce it was like four or five bucks Mm -hmm. and you would get a good amount of these little tiny pretzel nuggets that you could dip into the cheese delicious wonderful and relatively cheap you know i think i got that and i think it was like a water or something might have been a soda i forget for like seven eight bucks Mm -hmm. that's that's awesome you know what i mean like considering that you're sitting in what's essentially a high school rink you're paying high school concession prices really not the worst thing in the world but when we went this time, things were different. I don't know if it was inflation screwing everything up. I have no idea what happened. But pretzels, which granted, they still had pretzels on the menu, and they're only three bucks for like a big soft pretzel. That's probably the only thing that was reasonably priced here. Like that in mm-hmm. a $3 water. I, if you get a pretzel and a water for six bucks, fine. Not great. Not the worst thing in the world. But I'm not paying 10 bucks for a sausage with peppers and onions. I'm not paying $7 for a little tiny bag of tortilla chips with like what would be the equivalent of like three tablespoons of cheese sauce. Like no one's doing that. So, you know, they, it, the thing that I was, I don't want to say I'm, I was hyped for it because I don't want to say that I'm looking forward to eating some pretzel bites at Merrimack, but like I was you were. trying to relive you an old memory, you know, uh-huh. you know, I was, I was interested in the idea of thinking that, hey, this is going to be the time that we actually do the arena review. I thought I'd have something decent to talk about. I did not. You know, like they just completely rug pulled me from the concessions and it hurt my soul the moment that I walked in thinking, you know, I I had something that could have been decent and wasn't there anymore and no explanation. It was just gone with the ether, just completely disintegrated into thin air. So super unfortunate because that was the one what would have been a shining spot in the review and now is one of the worst scores of the review in my opinion. So really just screwed it all up with that one, in my opinion. Yeah. It shows us why we have to be kind of up to date when we do these arena reviews. Um, Because if we were to just review this off of last year, I'm sure we would have given a solid six or seven probably for Mm -hmm. concessions. Um, What we saw last year. uh, One thing you didn't mention uh, candy also really cheap last year. Now, yeah. if you want anything at candy, even like a little thing at M&M's, it's $5 at the store. And uh, you can, there's there's 11 total items in that one concession stand. And that's all it is for the, the whole arena. So uh, that really tells the story right there. The only place that it redeems itself a little bit is there's a uh, table with a decent selection of alcohol. But uh, if you want that or if you want food, there's only one stand and you got to wait in line and it's just packed in there during intermissions. So kind of a mess all around because of everything we just mentioned, I gave it a two out of 10 and Evan gave it a 2.5 out of 10. I'll leave it at this before we switch. If I had a goal, right. For every item on the Merrimack concessions menu, I'd still have three less goals than we scored against union that one weekend, (laughs) which is pretty (laughs) sad to think about. As always, someone's going to catch a stray in an episode and it's mm. union once again, but <laughs> it's just, I don't understand how you can have that little selection. Like that's insane to me. And I mean, I guess when you're probably serving, you know, 
400 people a game, which is probably what I'm assuming their average attendance is at most of their games that aren't against UMass. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you're not going to have to give a huge amount of effort into your concessions, but still kind of, kind of pitiful in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's really not great. Uh, the next category we have is bang for your buck. This is at a five points. Basically, uh, um, is what you're paying worth what you're actually getting out of the night, um, out of the trip to the arena. So for Merrimack, the tickets that we bought seemed like every section was $20 after fees. It's kind of middle of the road, um, maybe just below middle of the road. Um, fair, fair pricing, I think, honestly. Um, you get to watch Hockey East, arguably the best conference. Um, so that's good. But uh, the views are pretty good. You get pretty close to the ice. Um, the seats are steep, so it seems like you're kind of over the top of the ice, which is pretty yeah. nice. But yeah, I, I thought just kind of a middle of the road price and experience. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get what you pay for. You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of a good example of that. Like, you got slightly below average seating costs for a slightly below average experience, you know, like everything considered. It's, I wouldn't even say slightly below average, I'd say pretty damn below average. So, the value is okay. You know, if you're, if you're going there to see your team play, it's a good value because mm-hmm. you're not going there to really experience. You, you, there's no such thing as the Merrimack experience. You're not having the Lawler experience. It's not happening. You know, you're, you're there to see your team, hopefully win, or in our case, go to overtime in a soul crushing defeat. That makes me want to die, but these things happen. You know, you, at least I wasn't out 30 bucks. Like I could be at some other arenas, you know, I was only down 20 bucks and, Still had a pretty decent game experience out of it. You know, it, it's fine. It, it, there's really no other way to explain it. It was okay. It was bang average. It was just 20 bucks. You're in and out. Like, there's no way in hell you would ever catch me at Merrimack if UMass wasn't playing there. Like, other arenas, I could think, yeah, I could see a neutral game there. You know, that's perfectly fine because the, the, the arena itself is decent. I could make a night out of it. Yeah. You're not making a night out of going to Lawler. You know, it's just you tolerate Lawler. You don't enjoy Lawler. And that's 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 a tolerable price that you're paying is 20 bucks. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's a good time if your team's there. But if it's neutral teams, you don't, you're not going to really make the effort to go out. Yeah. Um, because of all this, I ended up giving it a 2.5 out of 5. Just right in the middle. Evan gave it a 3 out of 5. It's kind of average. That's fine. All right. And then our last category is extras. Anything? Uh, that kind of adds to the the hockey experience could be some cool like historic displays history of the place um, just anything extra that you might walk around and explore um, I originally had one thing that I liked a lot it was uh, if you're there for the away team you can go um, right up to the door that they leave the bench on um, and go towards their locker room and you can stand there you can high five the players talk to them a little bit um, there's not even like a railing there. You can just stand there and kind of watch the players go in and out from the locker room, which I thought was cool. And then Evan mentioned the ceiling being so low and that, uh, that detracted from me, I guess, I guess that's the only place we could really put that in is extras category. But uh, yeah, outside of those two things, not really anything, anything special extra at Lawler. Yeah. For me, there's nothing that makes it distinctly Merrimack like yeah all right you're on Merrimack's campus but the only things that I really saw that were Merrimack related were the center ice logo and for some godforsaken reason on their massive video board they had all this extra space and they said slap a Merrimack logo on it don't put the shots against don't put you know any sort of relevant information regarding 
who just took a penalty. Like there was all this open space and it was confined to just the middle third. Like you, you don't have any sponsors. You're, you're Merrimack. You know, like, who are you? <laughs> How much money are you getting to advertise to a couple hundred people every night? Like, I, I don't understand. I, the only positive that I could even remotely give, and it's not even in reference to the game that we went to. So it's not even completely relevant to this specific review. Because again, if we were going off of previous experiences, we could have put the decent concession, you know, rating in there, but we couldn't do that. The only cool thing that I remember was us beating Merrimack to secure the hockey's regular season championship. And we were sallying with the boys in that tunnel. It was awesome. You know, we were handshaking the players, just high fives, you know, everything, screams, hollers, like, woo, we were going in. And that's the only thing you can do. You know, it, it's dependent on your team winning, which in most cases we do that at Merrimack. It was just in this one instance, took it to OT and sad loss, whatever. It's behind us now. But that's that's really the only thing. There's nothing else that makes Lawler decent, in my opinion. Like, the, the main thing for me was the low ceiling. Like, we had so many stoppages in play where we kind of had some sort of forward momentum, chipping it down the ice. You know, we like to do high clearances to try and get the puck down mm-hmm. so we can go for a line change. That completely gets negated at, at Lawler. And it's the worst thing ever because there shouldn't be – in my opinion, besides the ice, the actual surface area of the ice, that's the only thing that should be somewhat inconsistent between schools. And frankly, if UMass didn't play on big ice, I'd probably be a fan of it being all standardized. I feel like the actual playing surface and the, the, the unique quirks that make an arena what it is shouldn't, be con- you know, shouldn't have to do with the on-ice product, in my opinion. There's, it shouldn't be changing the things that occur on the ice. It should be purely for the fans. But in this case, they genuinely have a defect in the building that makes it difficult to play hockey a certain way. Like, that's that's pretty wild, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, we saw even Merrimack uh, tried to clear the puck in a similar way, and it hits the ceiling, too. So it's not it's not necessarily like it's a home ice advantage, no. either, because both teams are doing it. It's just how you play hockey. So it's tough when you have that situation. Another thing that probably fits into this category is uh, – there's basically the main entrance to the arena. I believe the only entrance to the arena is at an end of the ice. So there's a concession stand in the middle of that lobby and then doors to go in on both sides. And if you choose the left side to go in, that's where our seats have been. Every time that we go, there is a, that's where they keep the Zamboni door. It comes out into that <laughs> corner. And uh, so there's a big, um loading dock type door that's op- open at all times. So that's probably why it gets so cold in there. And you have to walk over uh, the concrete area that the Zamboni drives on. So there's always water or ice on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily a problem for us, but um, I, I feel like anybody can really slip on that and it just becomes quite the hazard. So yeah, don't go uh, wearing flip-flops inside the stadium or you're going to get yeah. your feet wet and you're not going to have a good time. So make sure that you wear some appropriate footwear. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, with all that considered, I, I did originally have, at the start of this episode, have a one out of five for extras uh, just because of the access to the away players. But the the ceiling and what I just thought of with the, the Zamboni door, it's a zero for me. I, and it I, all, is also a zero for Evan. I genuinely wish I could give a negative score, but I don't want to set that precedent. I feel yeah. like this is not the, the time or the place to do it. But 
Yeah, the extras were just a complete and utter disappointment. This could very well be the only time we ever give both zeros for this. Like mm-hmm. this, this could be a moment in high character history that will go unnoticed for a while once we do all of our like arena reviews and then we finally look back through everything and we go huh that was the one time that that happened and quite frankly it's very deserved because merrimax lawler rink is a dump (laughs) yes uh evan evan fully means that you should saw his facial expression yeah no yeah do uh... do not take that there that was not taken out of context if anybody (laughs) ever clips this and tries to use it against me i will wholeheartedly agree and say that was exactly what i meant by that (laughs) statement there is no misconstruing that at all the place sucks Yeah, it's not a great place to watch a game. Uh, like we said, if your team is there, make the trip. You'll be fine. But bundle up um, and don't expect too much from it. I was going to say, I think that's why the, the the Merrimack fans were giving us so much crap when we were walking through their section because they have to deal with that arena every single game night. Yeah. Like, they must have so much hate in their heart. You know, <laughs> like, there's no way that they can enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. So we can just kick back and relax in Mullins when we eventually do a Mullins arena review, because that has to happen at some point, but until then we're just going to have to continue roasting other people's stadiums and Merrimack, I think could very well be the lowest for quite a while. Yeah. uh, Mullins will come once we get all of the hockey East arenas done and we're already halfway there. So shouldn't be too long. Definitely this season. I would think Um, when we tallied it all up out of 40, our final scores, I gave it a 12, and Evan gave it a 14. Um, these are the lowest scores um, out of any ones that we've ranked so far. The previous low was 22, um, and it happened twice. It was both from me, and I uh, I gave that to Mass Mutual Center in Conti form. So the, I had this one a good 10 points lower than that, um, and I guess based on everything we said, it seems like it's deserved. Yeah, no, that's absolutely terrible. <laughs> like. I mean, I try to not think about this in terms of like if you rate it out of 40 and then you give it a percentage score like I don't want to think about it in terms of like an exam but like this is a big time failure you know what I mean I think almost every other score we've given so far like scrapes by as like a d minus at the bare minimum this you're not even close like this is like you're praying for a curve on the final and I don't think they're <laughs> getting the curve here like it's it's not happening nope so yeah, it is not a good look for, for Merrimack. I mean, I think just to really put it all into context, they renovated the place 12 years ago, and it's still by far the worst stadium we've reviewed so far. Like, how do you, like, how did they go through all these renovations and say, yeah, we really did something here? You know, like, th- this, <laughs> this is it right here. We, we did it. And that, I don't know. I don't know if, like, I, I genuinely think like we were we were kind of roasting the idea of of Yukon's new stadium. Like granted we haven't seen it yet, but like when we looked at like the the mock-ups and stuff for it and it was only supposed to hold like 2500 people, I still think that's going to be infinitely better than whatever the hell Merrimack has going yeah. on at Baller right now. Like we used to roast on the idea on the idea of a you know a sub 3000 capacity stadium, but I think UConn might actually be able to roll one out and be decent because it'll at least be newly made and like, it'll be modern. Mm -hmm. Like they went through all the trouble of renovating this place 
and it doesn't look remotely modern. Like the scoreboard that they put in there is like literally throwing like a, a little bow tie on a turd. Like you're, <laughs> you're not you're not actually helping. You know, like you're just really trying to mask up. You know what what is effectively just a complete dingy rink that nobody wants to go to. And they think, wow, we get to see how crappy this place is in HD now. Look at all those pixels. Like, <laughs> I I don't understand. But I'm gonna. I feel like we've we've gone on quite a long, or, you know, for quite a long time in this review. So I don't want to stretch it out any farther. But let me be clear, place is trash. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the last. This place is a mess. It's a waste. There's mm. that I I don't want to. All right, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> we're we're done. Thank you. <laughs> Yep, I would not be surprised if this ends up being the lowest rank that we do. Um, stay tuned. Next week, we will have another arena review for you guys. This time, it'll be Schneider Arena, home of the Providence Friars. Um, we haven't been there in quite a bit. It's been five years since we've checked it out, so definitely excited to take a look at that place. But uh, um, other than that, thank you guys for listening. If you made it all the way through, go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. And thank you for listening to my heated rants on this place. <laughs>